Hello guys, I am Ricardo de la Blanca. During the last 20 years, I've been working in different parts of the world where I met very interesting people. People who accomplish what seems impossible. People who make mistakes. Fun and passionate people. People from whom we are going to learn what no school or university can teach. We're going to learn from leaders. Good morning, Rom. I'm so, so happy to have you in these calls. I met this guy uh, maybe, I don't know, 15 years ago in New York in a massive fucking office in the, the center of New York City in the mid-life uh, building. And I still have not, not just the same office, but two floors there. Amazing um, company. In fact, every single year has won uh, the award for the best PR agency, and they are. And so, Ron, as I told you before, I invite you to, to share your story. I think that especially in New York is such a depressing moment. Every single person is looking about the dead people and the, you know, the, the negative news. And I believe it's time to jump in the field and to show successful stories as yours. So please tell us your story. Thank you for having me. It's always good to see your face. I wish I was sitting close to you instead of so far on Zoom. So uh, my name is Ron Tarosian. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the uh, founder of a PR firm, 5WPR. Um, we're based in New York. We're about 200 people, work for B2C, B2B brands, variety of other things. And um, I'm with you now from the Hamptons, um, where I'm here with my daughters. Fantastic, fantastic. So the idea, the idea, Ron, is that you know that everything entrepreneurs, uh, we are also part of YPO, so we have so many things in common, but everything entrepreneur during the life have been finding mentors, also ups and downs. So uh, we want to understand and see how was your life, how you start, even from the school. It's small details that no one's know. It's a nice time to know it. So I'm born in um, 1974 in Brooklyn. Um, I'm 45 years old. Um, I was born in Brooklyn, moved to the Bronx at the age of three. Um, was raised in the Bronx. Uh, my parents got divorced. I was nine or 10 years old or so. Um, my mother um, raised us in, a, uh, in the Bronx. Um, you know, my father I saw often was in, um, was in, our, li in our life, you know, was in New Jersey. Um, but I'm a product of the New York City um, public school system. Um, went to um, elementary in the Bronx, junior high school in the Bronx. Then I got into a um, specialized high school called Stuyvesant High School. It's um, a specialized public high school in um, New York City. Um, I went there. Then um, after that, I went to SUNY Albany, State University of New York at Albany. Um, you know, growing up was growing up in New York City was great. Native New Yorker. Um, growing up in New York City was just a phenomenal, amazing, great experience. Um, I wouldn't change it for anything. It was fun. Um, it was exciting. Um, I took the train every day at the age of uh, 14, 15, wow. all the way from the Bronx down to Manhattan. And this was in the 1980s in New York City. So you had to, um, you had to really learn how to manage and manipulate people back then. I remember, you know, one of the tricks I would have was there was crazy people everywhere. And I would just have to pretend I'm crazy. So I'd start hitting myself <laughs> on the head and banging myself on the head and cursing and screaming. And I was 14, 15 years old because crazy people would come on the train all the time. Um, this is before Rudy Giuliani came into New York City and changed, um, you know, and changed New York City. See, you see those movies about New York, about, you know, crazy things happening on the trains. I was on those trains as a kid at, wow. you know, 14, 15 years old. And, um, 
it was a great experience. It was great to grow up in New York, great to be a native New Yorker. Um, so after that, as I said, I went to the State University of New York at Albany, SUNY Albany. I was never a great student. I was a good student. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I remember growing up without money and always vowing that I would become successful. All my life, I knew I wanted to become successful. How, what, where, I didn't know how, or I didn't know which way. But I knew that becoming successful was very important to me and was something that I was really going to work on. I love it. I love it. So the, the, this, uh, you have all these inside this big audition goal that you want, you know, to be someone important. And how you start with Star? Because I, when I know you, you were kind of the PR for Pamela Anderson, something like that. I, I, <laughs> how you I jump started in this my field? firm um, in 2003. So um, 17 years ago, feels like fucking 800 years ago. <laughs> um, started 17 years ago um, out of one room. I had worked for a few other PR firms before that. When I started my agency, I was doing a lot of celebrity work. Um, you know, I was a uh, native New Yorker, going out. I played basketball a lot. So I got to know celebrities. I used to be really so good at you, you were playing basketball? I played basketball every day for years and years and years. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't anymore, but I used to play basketball a lot. So I met P. Diddy playing basketball, um, Puff Daddy at the time. And um, he was one of my first clients. And uh, we used to do a lot of celebrity work. At the time when I started my business, um we were doing a ton of celebrity work and um that was the bulk of my business the first few years was consumer brands and celebrities when we started um how did i start i just started i just decided i wanted to work for myself um you know yeah it was a scary difficult decision i was working for a few other pr firms but i knew that i wanted to become very successful i was never great at following rules and um You know, any job I had, I was good at, but I was always getting into trouble. And I said, what do I need this for? I want to work for myself. And um, in retrospect, it's one of the best things I've ever done in my life. And when you started your company, did you start with a partner or just alone? No, I started alone. I didn't have any. I mean, wow. I think I was probably making maybe $120,000, $130,000. I don't remember the specifics, but I probably had in the bank, you know, I, I'm sure I didn't have $100,000 in the bank. Um, I started just, you know, started my business alone. I had a friend who gave me a, um, a conference room. I, I had a friend who owned a big business at the time um, who gave me an office and a conference room. And um, that's how I started my business was basically out of, out of a friend of mine's office. He had a big travel agency at the time. And um, that just allowed me to... And for example, in PR, that, that is so important to know everything a person in the news, how you you know, approach the New York Times, all these big news. How, so you just closed the door and... Closed the door and started calling. Closed At the time, faxes were big. So I used to send faxes to everybody. Um, you know, I used to just pick up the phone and call people. I would go and meet people. I didn't have relationships again. You know, I grew up uh, not with money, self-made. And, you know, you go and you figure it out. It's, um, so you, 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 you did literally the, the cold door, so without... Oh, yeah, I cold called anybody. I don't care. I used to cold call anybody. I still will. Um, wow. But, but you, know, you know what? That, uh, and it's funny that you are in the Hampton right now. And I think three years ago, I was there also with a good friend, Art Black. Art is a good friend from New York, too. And we were having drinks. Um, and he told me, he was telling me how he started his, his business. He has a huge, fantastic trader, um, trader company. And he started like you from scratch. Nothing. No friends. Nothing. And he told me it's exactly the same. I took my phone, like the Wolf of Wall Street, take the phone and make the fucking calls. And you know, and you know what? The more he was telling me, 
and he told me, you know what, Rick, I was making calls and I know that the first and the second reaction is going to be no, no, no. But one day, the first time, so they told me, yes, I, I won. And I didn't know what to answer because I was ready to, you know, reply the no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, you know, people talk about the secret to success. My secret to success was sleeping like four hours a night. Literally, I would go to work from, I used to wake up at, at that time. I remember 13 is my lucky number. So I used to wake up every day at 513 in the morning. Okay. I would be in the gym like 530 to 630. I would be in the office every day by 7, 715. Literally, I would work from 7 a.m. until 10, 11 p.m. Saturdays, I would work something like 9 to 4. And Sundays, I remember it was like a slow day. I would go to the gym in the morning, and I would go to work like 12 to 3, 12 to 4. That was my slow day. Um, literally, if I tell you seven days a week, I worked seven days a week the first four or five years of my business. It was not an option. It was just, you know, to be able to the secret to success was I used to work, and I still do work, really long hours. I think that um, we used to, I used to start really, really, really early and uh, work until it was really, really, really late. That was it. It wasn't like, um, it was all the time just working hard. It's, it's absolutely true. And all the entrepreneurs that I've been talking with, they are all waking up very early in the morning. They always do some exercise because it's so important, not just for the body, for the mind. And also, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, as, it's a, as you said, it's, it's hard work. It could be, of course, the idea, the talent, but at the end of the day, it's the time, the hours, the effort that you put in your work that, that is going to make the difference. It's not politically correct today to say it, okay? But, you know, people who don't work really long hours, I don't see them making it. You know, I think you're going to see a big shift now. There used to be a lot of talk about work-life balance, work-life balance, work-life balance. You got to work really long hours to become successful. It's funny, you know, you talk about exercise. This morning today in the Hamptons, I met a friend of mine actually from YPO. At 8 a.m., we went for a run this morning on the beach. Um, <laughs> literally 8 a.m. I had a call right before this. I had a quick call before this. But at 8 a.m. this morning, I met a friend from YPO on the beach. We ran on the beach this morning, talked business. And, um, you know, yeah, I think that, you know, I, I think most CEOs that I know, wake up early and go to bed early. I'm very rarely up past 11 o'clock. Um, I'm usually up by, you know, now I've gotten older, so I'm 45. I used to wake up like five. Now I wake up like six, you know. But <laughs> most CEOs I know are up and at it before 7 a.m. And I'm in bed really early too. Um, I think simply there's no success, there's no substitute for hard work. Hard work. I agree with 100%. One There's question. no substitute for hard work. So yeah, I built my business five days a week, 8 a.m. I'm sorry, 7 a.m. until 10, 11 p.m. One day a week, 9 to 4. And one day a week, like 12 to 4. I mean, work-life balance, I don't know what that means. You know, now I've gotten older and I have kids. And, you know, and again, corona time is a different time, right? So you know, while I'm on the phone with you in the Hamptons, you know, one daughter is in the, uh, is in the kitchen in, in, in school. The other daughter is in the office doing school. We agreed after lunch, she's going to work outside and I'm going to work in the office, um, you know, my older daughter. But, you know, every day is something different now. But I think that you're going to see a real return to intensely long, hard work hours. You know, I will tell you also during this corona time, I don't know any CEO that's not working a tremendous amount of hours. Um, it has completely changed the rules now. The rules have completely changed over the last few months. I agree. Uh, Ron, do you remember the first time you made money? Even 12 years ago, 10 years ago, when you were 10, I mean, oh. I worked 
growing up in a pizzeria, I worked in a pizzeria from the age of 12 until 25, working 60, 70 hours a week. If I tell you during school, I used to cut school, I used to get paid $2 an hour to deliver pizza, okay? If I cut school and didn't go to school, they would pay me $4 an hour. <laughs> so I got paid more. I used, to, I used to work at the age of 15, 16, 17 in a pizzeria, easy 40 hours a week. Um, during the summers, you know, when school wasn't in at 17, 18, 19, 20 years old during college, if I tell you I worked 70, 80 hours a week as a kid, yeah, I used to walk around with cash. I was so happy. <laughs> um, Amazing. Making money, you know, as you become, quote unquote, successful, I think the threshold continually moves in terms of what, you know, success looks like. Um, you know, I think you shouldn't also confuse, you know, monetary success always with success. Different people are driven by different things. Okay. It is true. Um, you know, so it's about, you know, do I remember quote unquote making money? I had goals I set for myself. I wanted to be worth a million dollars by the time I was 30. Thank God I hit that. Um, I've had other financial goals for myself. I want to hit by the age I was 40, by the age I was 50, by the age, by the age I'll be 50, by the age I'll be 60. You know, I hope I'll hit them. Um, but you know, I think goals of what you want, success of what you want changes depending on who you are and what you are. Um, you know, success is many, many different things to many, many different people. I used to want to build the largest PR firm in the world. Okay. I don't want to anymore. I don't want to anymore because I don't want to be on a plane every day in Africa, every day in Asia, every day in Europe. Um, and to build the largest PR firm in the world, which I would have said I wanted when I was 30 years old. You need to be on the plane every single week. And for a bunch of years, I did it. And I don't like it. I mean, forget now, again, we're in a different era when it comes to travel. But I don't like traveling. And I don't want to be one day in Miami, the next day in Brazil, the next day in Africa, the next day in Tel Aviv. I don't want that. And you can't build the largest PR firm in the world and not do that. And so at this stage of my life, I'm really happy with offices and with my headquarters in New York. Um, you know, I have, I, have, I have kids, I'm very involved in their life. And so if you're traveling every day, it changes your, you know, your, 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 your focus and your priority. And so, you know, success is many different things. I can tell you I've had many things I'm proud of, many things I'm happy of, um, but you don't uh, stop. I think, no, you know, I, it's I, a continual moving, it's a continual moving target. I, I want all the kids in the world to hear this story because at the end of the day, people saw you again in this fantastic office in Park Avenue, but they don't see the kid that was fucking, you know, working from 12, selling fucking pizzas to make it happen. So I but, worked but, from but the you, age of 12. And, and I, I love it. And, and this is the inspiration that I, I'm looking for in people. Guys. So we need to understand that there is no free lunch. If you don't work hard from the beginning, as early as you can, you're not going to make it. It's a reality. So I... I, I from the I, age of 12, I worked 50, 60 hours a week in a pizzeria. Anybody who grew up with me would know. Anybody who knows me, you know, from when I'm a kid knows. I was the guy always at work in the pizzeria. Always. Always. So, so nice. Congrats, yeah. brother. Congrats. In college, I tell you, in college, I was never great in school. I paid attention to school, but I worked, if I tell you, always 50 hours a week was like nothing. When I was like 20 years old in the pizzeria, I would want 70, 80 hours a week. <laughs> and then I would go out. Back then, I didn't need to sleep. You know, now I still need some sleep. But back then, forget it. I'd go out. I'd hang out with my friends, go back to work. I was always working. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. I used to have, I remember, I think I was 19 until like 23. I used to work in a pizzeria. From 12 a.m., I'm sorry, from noon until 10 p.m., 
I would take a break from 10 p.m. until 11 p.m. And I would go work at another pizzeria 11 p.m. till 4 a.m. There was a pizzeria right next to a, you know, like a bunch of bars where, where, where you know, people hung out. So I would work from 12 p.m. until 4 a.m. one day a week. Wow. It was great. I loved it. 16 <laughs> hour a day. I loved it. I didn't give a shit. It was great. <laughs> and oh now God. I'll tell you something else. I'm still ready to do it now. <laughs> oh, good. It's like. But, but you know what? No, no, no. He's crazy. Art, Art Black, told me exactly the same. He was telling me the story. And he said, you know what, Rick? I want to take a phone right now and start calling again. So it's something that you really enjoy. And these are not I'm thing ready. I'm ready. Let's go. I don't give a shit. I'm ready to go. Let's go. People, you know, I'm not a guy who has a 500-page business plan. I'm not a guy who knows 10 years from now what it's going to be. I don't know. I know I'm going to bust my fucking ass and nobody's going to outwork me. I know I'm going to figure it out. And yes, throughout my career, I've made mistakes. I'll make many more mistakes in life and career and business and personal. But you know, at the end of the day, if you try really hard, if you give a shit about what you do, if you're smart and you take chances, hopefully you'll win. And I'm just not going to lose. It's like, I, I'm not going to accept the concept of I losing. It. It, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you're not going to have tough times. It doesn't mean during Corona that you're going to say, oh yeah, the world is always beautiful. It's a tough time. It's a difficult time. A guy on a PR firm. I'm in the service business. It's hard. You know, it's difficult. You know, we have a lot of hotels as clients. Of course, we've been fired by them. We've been furloughed by them. You know, we have a lot of, you know, lifestyle business, restaurant business in New York City. It's shot. You know, I hope it'll reopen soon, but who knows? And so have we been affected? Of course, we've been affected. But what we've done is we've segued into security. We've segued into healthcare. We've segued into e-commerce. We've segued into technology. And those are things that you figure out as you go along. Um, this, this, is another, this is another attitude of, of entrepreneurs and leaders. Always be positive and always believing in himself. And you know what? And uh, as you said, we're going to figure out how, how we're going to solve it. So I love it. Okay, Ron, what, what's your first entrepreneurship? What's your first company that you build? First company I built? Yeah. Or the first entrepreneurship company. I don't know, whatever. Uh, maybe uh, the, the first project. It was 5WPR or something else before? I mean, I don't know. You know, as a, a growing up, you know, there were days that we, um, I remember a few friends of mine, we sold to, you know, we, um, one guy had like $500 or $600. We bought tickets for a Nick game versus the Chicago Bulls in like 1991 or 1992. <laughs> And so we went outside of Madison Square Garden to scalp the tickets. But we were like 16 years old. It was me and two friends of mine. So we were afraid we'd get robbed. So one guy held the tickets, one guy held the money, and one guy negotiated. I would go and negotiate with people. So I'd come up to you and I'd say, okay, Ricardo, you're with you know, a buddy of yours, I'll sell you two tickets, it's $300. Okay, you'd give me $300, I'd go give one, one friend of mine the money on the other corner, I'd go get the ticket and I'd give you the ticket. You know, we're 16 years old in Manhattan. So long story short, we go and we sell tickets and then these older guys, They're like, you can't sell here. We're going to kill you. That's it. <laughs> he's like, give us all your tickets. I said, dude, you're going to fucking kill me before I'm going to give you my tickets. Not happening. <laughs> so finally, like six of them come and they surround us. Wow. And, they're like, and they're like, look, you got to give us the ticket. I said, I'm not giving them to you until I paid this much. You got to give me the money for these tickets. They gave it. Whatever we spent, <laughs> I don't know, $600, $800, we got the money. But, you know, I said, I'll give you the ticket, but we couldn't get away. Outside of that was Madison Square Garden. I must have been 17, 18, 19 years old. I don't know, 16 years old with two friends of mine. And um, 
I guess that was my first entrepreneurship. There's a lot of other, you know, the first business I built, thank God, was 5W. You know, I started 5W at the age of um, 27, wow. 28, I'm sorry, 28. And um, that's the first real business, I guess, that I built. But I've always, you know, I've always done different things as a kid, you know, um, again, delivering pizza. I've always had different, you know, different business, but the first real business I built was 5W. Okay. The, the, the big success basically, oh, you tell me, what is the big success in your life? Big success in my life, my children. I agree. Big, the, biggest success in my life is being a father to two awesome kids. I love it. And also I saw it in your Instagram account. The first thing is father of your two kids. Best thing of my life. Nothing else compares. Zero compares to my children. Love it. Uh, the, the biggest uh, mistake or the biggest failure, failure in your life? So nothing I'll admit to on camera, okay? <laughs> nothing I'm going to admit to in an interview. Um, but I'll tell you that you should learn that you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Sometimes you go too fast. And I'm a very aggressive guy, and I'm an ADD guy, and I'm an OCD guy. And, you know, sometimes you make mistakes that you don't want to make. Um, And so you should just, you know, sometimes slow down a little bit. And I say it to myself, you know, all the time is don't always run, 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 run. Sometimes it's okay to jog. Sometimes yeah. it's okay to walk. And sometimes it's okay to sit. There's times when you also got to be quiet. Um, that's how I'll answer that question. What, what is happiness for you, Ron? Happiness for me. It's a good question. You know, I, I, first of all, I think I'm very happy. Thank God life is great. I'm blessed. Um, you know, I had dreams as a kid and this is the dream. You know, I'm sitting here talking to you with my girls inside in the Hamptons with a pool five, 10 feet away from me. I'm happy. Life is great. I have hundreds of employees. Um, you know, I think happiness is first of all, health, first of all, being surrounded by people that you want and continuing to grow and continue to evolve. I'm very happy. Um, you know, continuing to learn, continuing to grow, continuing to evolve, those type of things. I love it. I, and, and it's so true because it's, you're not just happy, but you make people happy. Every single time that I meet with you, you are so positive, so energetic that I, I get out of your office like, we're going to make it, let's go. <laughs> and this is something good also from leaders that you, you know, push and, and give this vibe to other entrepreneurs. I remember we sat a few months ago in my office, three, four months ago, and I hope to see you again soon. Yo, I remember the last time we sat. It was probably about three months ago, four months ago, maybe. Exactly. In the office in Park Avenue. I hope we'll be able to sit in the office again on Park Avenue soon. 100%. We will. Uh, okay, Ron, one question. There is um, uh, an amount of money to stop working, or there is no... <laughs> Um, I don't think so. I think that um, if it is, I don't have it yet. Um, you know, I think that there's, again, I, you know, at the age of 45, I can tell you, I think it continues to change. The problem is when you have a number and you get it, you want more. Um, I don't know that there's a number that I would hit that I stop working. Um, I like to build. I like to grow. I enjoy what I do. Um, Ask me in five years. You know, I, 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 know that, I know that I need to do things in life besides just work. And so there's a lot of things I enjoy doing besides just working. And, um, but, but, but I don't think right now there's a number that would make me stop working. But ask me, you know, if, if you I, hand if me I $10 billion, dollars, I might answer it differently. <laughs> hand me $10 billion, maybe I'll answer differently. I don't know. 
Bueno, soon, so it's going to be soon in this case. <laughs> one, point, one more point. If I have to make a guess, brother, you will never going to stop working because you love what you're doing. You're doing fucking great and you're having fun. So why are you yeah. going to stop? Forget it. I don't it. think so. Exactly. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. The best advice someone give you in your life? Believe in yourself. My mother used to always tell me, you know, you can do anything if you believe in yourself. So I would tell you my role models, my mom who passed away seven years ago, Penny Waga. Um, my mother always used to tell me, you can do anything, believe in yourself, just go do it. Go and believe in yourself, go do it. And I think if you believe in yourself and you don't give a shit what other people say, and you don't listen to all the noise and the this and the that, Love you it. go and do it, you figure it out. I think that that's the best advice I could have had. The, the, the next question is inspiration or legend. So who, who could be this person in your life? My mother. Inspiration, the person who inspired me the most in my life is my mother. You know, I'm not somebody that really looks up to athletes and to celebrities and to, you know, you don't know them. In other words, I can read about Warren Buffett and I can say, of course, he's an investing genius, but it's hard for me to think of him as a hero. I don't know him. Um, you know, so I, I think that, you know, my role models and people I'm inspired most by are my people I've interacted with and people I've met. And um, I read a lot. I get inspired a lot by reading stories. Um, You know, and interactions. Dave, one of the biggest blessings of my business is a lot like this and a lot how I've gotten to know you over the last 15 years is you interact and you deal with a lot of different people. Um, and so those are things I enjoy. Love it. How many days uh, do you make exercise run? Five, six a week. Amazing. All the leaders do a lot of exercise, not just for the body, but also for, you know, for your mind. It's not, it's by the way, I mean, <laughs> my body's another story. I don't always eat right. But for the mind, I need to exercise. If I don't sweat regularly, my mind is off. In other words, I don't drink much. I don't party. I need to sweat as a release. If I don't sweat as a release, it's, um, it's just not healthy for me. It's just I, I don't feel like I'm at my, core, at my best if I'm um, not able to exercise. You know, and sometimes it's biking. Sometimes it's swimming. Sometimes it's running. Um, you know, I go through different stages. I was boxing a lot last year. You know, you go, th you go through different phases, but probably five or six. So nice. Um, at what time do you go to sleep? Before 11. Um, and uh, wake up? Well, very early, you told me, no? Six. Okay. Do you I'd have say on average, I probably go to bed around 11. On average, I probably wake up around six. Do you have any particular routine during the weekends or just have fun with the family? Or? Um, do I have a routine on the weekends? So it depends, you know. I'm, I'm divorced and so I'm single. So I'm not with my kids half the week. So when I'm with the kids on the weekend, no, it's, you know, half the week, the kids are with me, half the week, they're not. But when they're with me, I have a different routine than when I'm single. It depends and it changes. Um, but I mean, again, it, it, you know, weekends or free time, either I'm with the kids or, but you know, I still spend a lot of time with clients. I still spend a lot of time, you know, doing things that, you know, when you work for yourself, it's not a clear separation between life and personal. And, you know, it's, um, you know, your friends overlap your business. It's a lot of different things. It's like me and you, we do business with friends. I enjoy you. There's a lot of people like that in my life that it's like, it's a mixture of different things. Um, so no, I try and work out. I try and see friends. I try and see family. A hey, well, um, person that you admire, I think you, you answered this question before. 
Uh, one book, but that one book that you recommend, if you need to recommend just one, I, I, I wrote you, yours, by the way, very good. I love it. But if you have to recommend some, some other book, but give the name of yours again. And, and also, if you need to recommend someone else's book, what do you think is the best? So my book is called For Immediate Release. I appreciate if anybody watching this gets my book. And I'd love if you email me and we can discuss it further. But yes, I wrote a book. I don't know. One book I can tell you, um, a book that I'm very into professionally is The No Asshole Rule. Um, it's a great New York Times bestseller about The No Asshole Rule, how to be very tough and strong in business and not be an asshole. Um, another book I love is... Um, it's not the big that eat the small, it's the quick that eat the slow. Another great, those are two great business books that I would tell you, you know, I'm obsessed with. Um, and I constantly read multiple times a year for many years. I, I swear to God, we didn't talk before about that, but let me tell you, this phrase that is not the, the, the big that, that eat the small and is the, is, the, is the fat that eat the slow, I put this phrase in my wall in the office back in the years because it's so powerful. That in, because in some way, as an agency, we also were not the biggest agency, but we could be faster, 100%. So we need to focus on that. It's not the big, the one, the, the win. It's the Making decisions. It's understanding about the ability to make decisions. <laughs> understanding about the ability to move. Even if you fuck something up, it's okay. You can fix it. But if you take a fucking seven years to think about it, blah, 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 it's not the way. So that's what's helped us, I think, a lot in business. And I really enjoy it. Something I, and as you get bigger, it's harder to do that. It's true, it's true. As you grow, it's hard to move as quickly as you want to. Um, I agree, I agree. And one last question, Ron. Um, if you need to give advice to the people that is listening to these videos in this time of pandemic, what is your advice? You know, advice I can give people? First, learn to listen to your gut. Your gut really matters. So learn to listen to your gut. Understand yourself. Make yourself happy. Your version of success, your version of happiness, it's about you and what matters to you, not what matters to somebody else. Um, I think that those are the most important things I can tell you. You know, I'm frankly, you know, I don't know when this is going to end, but I know that I'm going to continue to succeed in some shape, form, or manner. Will my office reopen in a week, in a month, in a year? I don't know those answers. Will New York be the same? I don't know if it'll be the same in a week, a month, or a year. I know that I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep growing. We're going to keep doing great for our clients. We're going to keep doing great for our company. That's what I'm going to focus on. That's it. Ron, I love you. And I love to talk with you every single time. So really inspiring. Thank you very much, brother. And take care, okay? Thank you, my friend. Talk soon. Be good.